Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me! So I'm at the pro-Palestine march. I actually was. I, <laughs> I believe was you. in Washington, D.C. My hotel was right on Black Lives Matter Square. And I get in the hotel and all I hear from outside my window is free, free Palestine. And I look outside and it's just thousands of people, which is fine because... More than anything, I'm an American and I support your right to protest freedom of speech. Uh, And because they have the right to protest, you know, and which, by the way, like, yeah, I've never condoned killing of innocent civilians. I've always acknowledged that's awful. But people seem to not care if you say that. They're like, but you have to hate Jews. And you're like, I can say that... Uh, we'd like to live and be a state and also say that what's happening in Palestine is awful. And I've always said that. And I had to, it's hundreds of thousands of people literally in my hotel lobby. And I, all the roads were closed. So I couldn't get to the car that was taking me to the show without crossing through it. And it's funny because during Black Lives Matter, I felt safe at the protest. And I went to these protests to show people like, look, this is a peaceful assembly at least in LA, like this is just a normal protest. And I didn't in my gut have that same feeling. And I hated that I felt that way. And I had to cross through these people. And to be fair, everyone, I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Everyone was like, oh yeah, go ahead. Because it's mostly, <laughs> it's a lot of Middle East real, but it's a lot of like white girls that are just like, oh yeah, go ahead. Like no one was violent. But I also was not dressed like a rabbi. And so I kept thinking, like, if I was crossing this wearing an Israeli flag or outwardly Jewish, would I be safe? And I don't have the answer to that, but I'm glad I was. Um, And I support their right to free speech. But it is a weird thing to be amidst a sea of people knowing that a lot of them do wish you and your entire family and culture dead. I've never really had that feeling before. Why do you think that that's what they're thinking? Because I think... What do you mean? Why do I think that? Like when you're in the Black Lives Matter march, you're not like, oh, I know all these people want white people dead. I don't. Yeah, because that's less the rallying cries and the chants and it's less of what you see online. I don't think It's more like we're fighting. Go ahead. I just think with, especially in a march that you're talking about that's so big and it's a lot of white women. I don't think that they hate Jewish people. I think that they're... Yeah, involved in a I cause, think, whether they know what cause they're involved in or not, it's a liberal well, that's the cause. Thing. It's a dangerous ignorance because when you chant from the river to the sea, while you think you're just chanting for pro-Palestine, pro their lives, what it actually means is the eradication of Jewish people. And that's not across the board. And that certainly isn't everyone. And I won't have anyone think that. But when you take away my right to have my perspective or when you take down people's posters for vigils for these kidnapped kids or missing kids, what you're saying is that your right to voice that doesn't matter. And a lot of people who are very close to this cause deep down do want the eradication of Jews. And you're seeing it with the rise of hate crimes, with the woman in France who was stabbed to death in her home, with rabbis being killed, you know, with swastikas. That's what these things 
means. So someone may not say, I want you dead, but the chance, the iconography, and the subliminal messages that are deeply baked into these things. It's kind of like if you're black and someone says to you, oh, wow, you're so well-spoken. It's like, well, no, they were just saying it. And you're like, but I know that that's deeply steeped in this assumption that black people are not intelligent. So when you are of a minority, you understand the coding. Not like in a weird way where I'm like, everyone's out to get you. And I don't believe that. But I think what's even more dangerous is all the people who are on this without having properly looked into what the implications of a free Palestine actually means. Especially abroad where you're seeing these hate crimes taken out on people that have nothing to do with the country. So that's what it is. It's just um, a nervous feeling that I'm sure many Jews have felt over many, many decades. But to their credit, peaceful protest, no problem. And I do, again, support your right to do that. I support a Nazi's right to stand outside and say, I don't like anyone who isn't me. Like, that's your freedom of speech. As long as you don't hit anyone, as long as you're not directly calling for the eradication. That's where the coding comes from. And so that's it. Do you feel at this point, more than any others, do you ever think about the fact that you're not generally perceived as Jewish from the outside? Does that bother you? Yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. You know, I don't have to color my hair blonde. I don't have to look a certain way. I don't think people who are getting hate-crimed are just random people. I think it is a rabbi. I think it is someone where you know they're Jewish and you know where they live. It, I don't, it doesn't tend to be someone who just looks Semitic because you could look Jewish but not be Jewish. So I don't, it's not like I can set being Jewish down for a moment. You can't set being Asian down or being black down. So I guess I have that going for me that I look like a Gentile, except for the fact that I'm like just famous enough that you might know. So I think about right. these things. That is what you're most famous for is being Jewish, your number one skill. The most Christian looking Jew we know. Here we are. Uh, you know what's a real bottom of the cob is when you go to eat a mandarin and it's not delicious. It's just kind of watery. Well, mandarin orange. And you're like, this will be so satisfying. And then it's like, and you're like, well, I'll finish it. But this wasn't good. I have to eat three now. Is this a full size? Are mandarins little, little guys? Yeah, the little cuties. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can get the through it. candidates. Yeah, I got through it. It's probably the hardest thing I've had to go through recently <laughs> is eating a watery clementine. And I also want to give two shout outs. Sorry, I had to say all that. I'm not sorry. Uh, we had two people come to two different shows. I was in DC and Philly this weekend and you posted one of the clips of the girl. Remember we had the girl who was in line to meet me and the guy that had ghosted her was in line with a date and she posted her update. We told her not to do that. Mm-hmm. So be a bad listener. I was like, do not reach out to this guy. She's like, well, I did. And he asked, I'm sorry, he reached out and I said, okay, if you can commit to a time and a place. And then he never showed up. I was like, serves you right. Shouldn't have given him the chance. And then you know who else showed up? I think I sent you this clip. Yeah, that one's Remember going the up girl? next. Okay, good. It'll be up by the time you listen, yeah. Yeah, the girl who had the brother who's like shitty that called her an ogre and was like always insulting her in front of his kids. She was there. And she was so sweet. And she was like, I'm the one who's my brother called me an ogre. And she was like so happy about it. So all this is to say, more and more I'm getting people that are like, love the pod, love Emily. And in the letters that they write, they mention the pod. So I love that people are listening. I love that we're having fun with this. And I love that you guys come out to shows. Please bring your friends. Yeah, and tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Yeah, more when you're at the Eliza show, if you... Make a new friend. Be like, do you listen to a podcast? Do you know all the inside jokes? Yeah, be the way like deeply religious Christians are about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Be like, have you heard the good news? Be the way the Mormons are. Have you heard the good news? It's on Ask Eliza Anything. I had Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door and be like, so what do you think about what's going on in the world right now? Do you think the government can solve it and create peace? Like that's what they open with. And I said, no. The guy goes, said, who's oh, government? Oh, um, that's really honest. We haven't gotten that answer yet. And I was like, really? You've had people say yes? <laughs> like, I can't believe you talked to him for this long. Well, because the doorbell rang and I like opened it like a fool. And then I was like, oh, two men in suits. Whoops. I'm going to take me away. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so weird that people do that. Jews are the opposite. We're like, we don't want you. Right. You're going to pass a test. <laughs> yeah. They'll take, yeah. They'll take anyone though. Mm-hmm. 
it's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Let's get to it. I could use some juicy questions. Okay, the first question is not juicy, but it is interesting. Quick question. How do I compliment other women at the gym without being a creepy middle-aged stranger? I am not athletic, but I've discovered fitness and lifting later in life and love it. Having never spent a lot of time in gyms, I want to give a nod, thumbs up, or something subtle that says, hey girl, you rock. I realize how hard it is to talk to people with earbuds and I don't want to annoy them with verbal compliments. I also realize commenting on someone's physical appearance is not the way to go, but rather to compliment their effort, drive, etc. I used to work out in the baggiest sweats and t-shirts I owned. I know how hard it's been for me to become comfortable in a public workout space, especially as a woman who spends a lot of time in the male-dominated areas of the gym. Beyond the smiling and general manners I always use, is there a non-creepy way to extend pleasantries, or is that enough to help put other women at ease? Overthinking everything, as always. I want to put this out there because I get this from a lot of women who I meet at shows and they'll be like, oh my God, I love you so much. I hope it's not creepy. Am I being creepy? Creepy, creepy, creepy. Creepy is a funny word. And I even talk about this. I want to say it's confirmed kills. It might be an elder millennial. I think it's elder millennial. Women are not creepy. Like, yes, you can be a stalker. You can be a gross. You might do something. It takes a lot for a woman to be creepy. Creepy is usually associated with some sort of unwanted sexual advance 
or someone being like surreptitious or whatever, it would take a lot for a woman to genuinely perceive another woman as creepy. So you need to get that label out of your mind. It is, God, girls will be like, oh my God, I just want to say like, you're my favorite. Is that, am I creepy? Am I creepy? And I'm like, you have no idea how far you would have to go for me to say creepy. And I've had fans give me like really intimate gifts of like photos of us over like a decade glued into an album. And I've still never been like, that's creepy. It's a lot, it's intense, but it's from a good place. So my point is, get that word out of your vocabulary. Like no one's, no one's going to think that. And that's it. And a woman complimenting another woman's body is fine. You know, it's not like you're going up to a fat girl and being like, got a little way to go, but you're doing it. Like not that, a thumbs up. I tell women all the time, I'll be like, you look great. People love that. Everybody wants that. And shame on anyone who's like, um, I wasn't trying to look great. Keep your patriarchal <laughs> bullshit to yourself. A thumbs up. Hey, you look great. Hey, great form. You look super strong. That's it. That's it. Anytime you interact with someone, they might be a dick about it. Like I had a crazy neighbor who, if you said like, good morning to him, he's like, you don't actually mean that. It's not good. You don't know what you're talking about. The government trained you to say that and like flip out on you. Like somebody's going to get mad at you for something. If it makes you feel good to compliment other people at the gym in a non-sexual way, go for it. If you're doing it to everyone you see and it's like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with this girl. But like, if a woman looks great, first of all, we're so conditioned to not compliment other women. I saw a woman the other day and I was like, I just want to let you know, you look incredible in those pants. And like, chances are, if you're wearing something tight or something cute, like you do think you look good and you're just not allowed to say it. Or like, I'll see someone wearing something. I'll be like, I could never wear that. Like That, that sounds weird, but I'll be like, you look great. If I tried to wear that, I would look so old. You look gorgeous. It, that's it. Everybody wants that. So don't, my point, my thing is whatever you say, just don't worry about being creepy. Unless you're like licking her and you're just like, I bet you taste good too. Do you smell as good as you look? You look beautiful. We get to say the things to each other that men can't say to us because they've ruined their privileges. <laughs> right. That's it. Right. Innocent until proven guilty. You look great. Great form. Hey, you're killing it. Nice job. It's always cool to see other women. You look great. I love those leggings. Like whatever. And then move on. I think if you want more of a conversation, then it's like, okay, what's this about? But just do it. Don't worry about it. But I will say don't if somebody do has too much. earbuds in, don't like tap them. Like take those out so I can talk to you. Like just if they've just got earbuds up. in, do a nod, do a thumbs up. Yeah. Or the like, look no, and be like, okay. Be like, you that's look That's a great. white power you know? sign. I'm still, you can, that most people don't know that. So just go, you I okay? don't think you can do an okay. People need to stop co-opting benign things. What are, what are you allowed to do? Just blink and lick you your lips? Peace sign. But only Whatever. the front way. Cause the back way is a British F you. Jesus, Emily, what kind of a weird trademark <laughs> trod upon world? Kick it. Uh, Hi there, AIA fam. My heart ached when I heard the write-in today, last Wednesday, about the mom whose friends kept ghosting her. As a young mom with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, I remember so much those first few years of loneliness. Because I had my first at 21, I was the first of all of my peers to become a parent. I spent all but my best friend pretty much disappeared from my life during my pregnancy. Then we moved across the country to a new city with no support system. It was lonely and I realized how isolating motherhood was. It took some time, but I found some great resources that have gifted me the most amazing friends and sense of community. The first thing is an app called Peanut that is basically Tinder for moms. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's so cute. <laughs> so cute. But I'm allergic to Peanut, so I sued them. You got to weed out the Trump supporters and weirdos, but I found some really amazing mom friends. It sounded like the original writer's friends maybe didn't have kids, which can make you seem or feel very unrelatable. So a lot of people back away. Maybe mom friends has been a game changer. I'm not saying all your friends have to be moms, but I do think it's a different level of understanding of your current life. Another resource is Facebook groups. Search your town plus moms on Facebook, and there are probably five to 10 different groups for moms in your area. Post there for play dates and things to do and build a community of moms. It also helps you can creep on people's Facebook before meeting up. Ha ha. Another thing that helped me a lot was just getting out of the house. As a stay-at-home mom of littles, it's very easy to stay home because you don't have many reasons to leave. Change the routine. Find new parks, kids' museums, antique and thrift stores. Expand your world and just take your kid with. 
This will lead inevitably to meeting other like-minded people as well as filling your cup. The last thing I can say to her is this. Motherhood is so isolating, so please don't feel alone. It takes some intentional effort, but building some friends who can relate to your life is so worth it. And that's coming from a socially anxious introvert. You might even see some of those old friends make their way back once they also have kids. I hope this helps. Lots of love. Joe. P.S. Eliza. (laughs) Ignore all the bullshit people say to scare you during pregnancy about two kids being a nightmare or somehow worse than one. I was bracing myself for meconium to hit the fan when we brought my second home. My oldest was two. And obviously there's some required chaos, but I can tell you it has been the most beautiful and heart expanding experience that I can't even describe. You're going to kill it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to do the same thing I did when I had my first child, which is ignore all the bad stuff. And when you're in it, it's like, well, whatever, this is it. It's fine. And you know what? Great advice. I hope you wrote all of that down from a mother who knows. She lived through this. So I appreciate that. This is why I love our pod. Hello, AIA crew. I've been a longtime listener and lover of the pod and specials and hope to see you at a show real soon. I believe I've got a juicy slash unique one for you that I would love your opinion on. I, 44, female, am a small business owner. In the realm of studio fitness, I don't want to say specifics, as what I own is very niche and would give it away if anyone knows the story also listens to the pod. Within my studio, I have my main space that I utilize for my specific business and other studios which I rent out to other folks in complementary businesses. I like to operate my business in a fair, clear, and direct, but always kind manner. That being said, Because I am very friendly and female, I find I can get taken advantage of. Here's the scoop. Recently, a good friend, I've known him for almost a decade now, but we have become much closer over the past five years, sometimes talking multiple times a week, hanging out every few weeks. My husband and I hang out with him. He comes to birthday and holiday parties. I would consider him a pretty decent friend. There's absolutely nothing more to it than that, which is one of the reasons I like him, as it is a fully platonic relationship. He's in his late 40s in a field that has distinguished letters behind his name and seems to really have it together till he started renting studio space for me. He started renting space for me once a week after one of his other locations closed. I thought this would be excellent and folks that attend my space get to utilize his expertise. It's extra money coming in for me, which is great. And on top of that, he's a great guy or so I thought. We discussed rates that worked for both of us. Didn't do a contract as we are friends, which I was comfy with, and proceeded. Oh, boo. 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 What do we always say? We all- so important with friends. <laughs> boo. We always oh, say, get boy. a lawyer. <laughs> I am always oh. very clear of my communication, expectations, payment requirements, and all other details, as I've been doing it for a while now. And know that if you are not crystal freaking clear, people can get, quote, confused easily. All was amazing. Mm-hmm. People were loving him and his skills. Then- The first of the month came, and I get a money transfer for a portion of his rent. Oh, no, I have to have a money talk, I thought. But whatever, I'm never weird with talking about money, and I'm just clear and to the point. He thought he was only going to pay for any time he booked, even though I had been crystal clear about him renting at a very reduced rate for a specific set of hours per month. That's literally not how any rental anywhere works. I'm only paying for the time I'm in my apartment. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I guess you weren't crystal clear or he's manipulative. I would guess Go on. Let's just chalk it up to being a little scattered, I guess. Well, that was the first red flag. Lots of grace. Lots of grace given. Keep going. He paid me the remainder, so I thought we were good. Fast forward six months later and he owes me thousands of dollars. I would keep sending him nice little reminders, would throw it in a conversation. This was for the first month or two. Since then, I have sent very pointed texts, Instagram voice notes, and voicemails. Again, not being girly and passive, like, hey, would you maybe mind paying up? More like, hey, this is making me uncomfortable that I have to continually nag you about getting payment. At this point, you owe me a decent amount of money and we need to settle up. As with all my renters and for what we agreed, you were to pay me on the first of the month. Is there something going on that I don't know about that you need help with? I'm a friend. I'm here Mm -hmm. if you need. Regardless, I need a plan as you know that I'm not in the best place financially. need Uh to resolve this. Uh That's already too much Uh explaining. Already too much. Then the ghost help. He's like, yeah, I need to not pay my rent. (laughs) That's the help I need. Yeah, I was going to say, he's never going to pay you. Then he started ghosting. Yep. Our daily meme sharing stopped and it had weirdly continued up until this point. He continued to come and treat people at my studio, even, oh my God, even after I sent all those messages. Locked (laughs) locked the door, changed the lock. I, you know, 
Okay. My Fine, husband, who knows him and has always liked him, was wondering if the only explanation was that he was a psychopath. This was so out of character. Part of me was concerned he was in some deep shit, but the other was just like, WTF. Yep. I corner him at my studio. As soon as he heard my voice enter the space, I received a small money transfer, which was a really weird move. We talked. Wait, he, wait. So you cornered him at your studio and like as, you, were, you Yeah. It sounds like so as soon as he heard my voice, like she you finally saw in, him. She saw him. He heard her and he goes, oh, and like Venmo some money. Like, I, I'm Because he saw it. you face to face. Yeah. Because it wasn't a meme. It wasn't a text. And he was like, oh, I'm here. Okay. I received a small part, which was a really weird move. We talked. He was nervous and awkward and apologized and said things are stressful, but he's okay. And I want my money in full by the end of the month. I ragged on him no. and said, above owing me money, why was he ghosting a good friend like a teenager? Of course, I was only met with your right. I was very odd. I left feeling any... I didn't leave feeling any better about the situation. I said, I'm hoping we can get past this. And if he's okay, like he says, then we can go back to being friends. I can get my money and we can move forward. Well, it's November 1st, the one month later yep, money yep, due date. Yep. My bet, bet uh -huh. you can guess where we're at. Obviously, I need to cut him off as a friend. He's no longer welcome in my space. But also sad he has made me have to do this. And I don't believe there's any other option. What's your take on this? Is there any way this could have been handled better? Is my friend a psychopath? Nope. Why do some people not know how to communicate? Is it just a male ego thing? I've given him so many nice kind outs where you could make a plan and move forward, but instead okay. I get radio silence. Stop. First Excited of all, your hot take on this hot dumpster fire mess, anonymous. This is a great lesson. You always need contracts, especially yeah. with friends. And you did do the girl thing. You were like, hey, is everything cool? It should have been, if he's a real friend, it would have been like, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm having some financial issues. What can we do? But he didn't. And it's tough because, and I know what it feels like when you're in it. You're like, but this is my friend. Like you were at my wedding. So you don't think someone's going to be like that. People who do stuff like this, we're talking Dennis Kelly from my movie. We're talking another friend that I've had that like that. I'm actually in, in having nothing to do with me, a similar business situation now where somebody owes somebody, not me, somebody in my business world owes somebody a lot of money and this person has not paid it. They've done fraudulent things, but they still keep communicating. So you as a normal person keep thinking like, okay, they're getting around to it. Immediately change the locks and immediately look into your legal options for suing this person. You are done being their friend. This person will continue to do this. I'm sure he owes other people in his life money. You gave him the chance to be like, here's what's going on. I don't care about his ego. And I don't know that it's a male, female thing. You gave him all these chances. You are out this money. Look into what you have to do to get it. You'll probably never get that money because the fact that he only gave you a small amount and it was when it was too uncomfortable because he saw you should speak volumes. He's done. His stuff will be in a box and you will be suing him for the remainder if you even can. Maybe it extends beyond small claims court, which doesn't really do anything anyway but this guy's not your friend. And I hate that you were even like, hey, if you're going through something, like he's not. He is just bad with money, which is not your problem. And I'm, an, I'm mad for you that you, the second he was like, I thought I was gonna pay for the time I was there. Why would anybody make that deal? Why would any landlord do that? Red flag, red flag, red flag, fine, you're in it. Today, get the locks changed. Emily will tell you, don't. Keep him on the line. Try to get more out of him. Get your locks changed and sue him or serve him some sort of, I don't know, talk to a lawyer, have your husband help, whatever. This guy's never going to pay you and he will just stop being your friend and all of the collateral you built up as friends will have done nothing but make it easier for you to be parted with your money. I hate that he did He's this. It's a bummer, but he took advantage and you let him for so long. We get this question a lot where it's like, well, fast forward and Women do this, benefit of the doubt. There's no version where if he was going to pay you, he'd be like, I am so sorry. I'm going to give you this check every single week. He would have talked to you, but he didn't because he didn't want to pay you. Or he did, but he just couldn't do it. Not your problem. It was kind of the girl's... Okay, when you told him like, this is not okay, you equivocated. You were like... Well, you know, I'm in right. financial That's hardship. Right. I, no, end of... You owe me money. We had a deal. Yes. End Too of, much conversation. You end don't of. need context. I think you pride yourself on being very clear and a good business person. And you may be, and you did business with a friend and they bit you. And I don't think you were clear and I don't think you were concise and, and shame on you for not having a contract. I'm glad you wrote in, but the bullshit ends today. 
And I don't know if legally, I don't know what you own in there, but you could lock that door and be like, if you want your shit, you can pay me my money and leave it on him to bring legal action on you. You might have to talk to a lawyer, but it's like, I don't know, do you legally own everything in there if he's not paid you? Mm. Right. Because that's a great incentive for him to like get out that checkbook. Yeah. It sucks. It's hard, especially for landlords and small business owners. Like the law is like weirdly on the side of the squatter. I don't know where you live. I don't know the rights, but I would take the law into your own hands and I would lock that door. Yeah. It sounds well, like he's, he's not going to sue you. Yeah. That's all. And he's not your friend anymore. And some people, it would be surprise. It's surprising what people will try to get away with when money's on the line. How much they will throw away their humanity. No more warnings. Do not send him a text. The fact that you were sending memes back and forth, let him know like, oh, she's cool with it. I can walk all over her. And it may not even had anything to do with you as much as like, this is just how he is. Yeah. Business friends and regular friends are always different. No texts. No warnings, no fucking voice notes. Go right now, lock that door. And when he wants his stuff, he can reach out to you. And in the meantime, begin the process of some sort of suing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Maybe the incentive for him to get his stuff is he can pay you the rest of it because it's going to be a lot more expensive for him to retain a lawyer. Yeah. So at the very least, lock that door. There you go. Next, next kick it. Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, Eliza, Emily, family, pets, and hot Scotty number one. I, trans male, 32, white, and my fiance, 31, white, non-binary, or female, depending on the day, are getting married October 2024 and have been together since August 2018. We currently live in Boston, about a year and a half now, so my partner can attend grad school to become a therapist, and I work as an EMT. The wedding will be in Wisconsin, closer to our families that live in the Midwest. Last week, we mailed out our save the dates. However, I didn't include one of my cousins, Nancy, age 38. I only have four cousins and invited the other three. In high school, Nancy and I were close and would party and hang out, and my parents thought she was a bad influence. When my grandparents passed away about 10 years ago, the extended family wasn't as close anymore, but still kept in touch. When I was in college, Nancy started dating Dick, who would be weirdly flirty with me and my girlfriend. I was presenting female at the time, so Dick found it interesting. Over the years, Dick showed his beliefs to be on the red side and would make fun of my love life or the rights of anyone who isn't a cishet white male. My partner and I lived in Minneapolis when George Floyd was murdered, and Dick was very offensive in Facebook posts about rights of people of color and was aggressively back the blue. Even though my mom, dad, and brother are in law enforcement, I was at protests. I unfriended Dick on Facebook because I was tired of being angry at his posts. October 2022, my mom passed away from brain cancer. And I saw Nancy, now married to Dick, with two kids in middle school, at the funeral. 
We tell her about the wedding and she says, oh, another wedding I won't be going to. When we mention it's in Wisconsin, she lives in Illinois, she says she might go. She didn't attend either of my older brother's weddings. She isn't actively as red as her husband, but I definitely don't want Dick there who may say something stupid or make our other queer guests uncomfortable. My oldest brother says, don't invite them if I don't want them. And the middle brother said to send them an invite and hope they don't show up. Should I stand my ground and not bring them as we also don't have any more room for guests? Or should I try to avoid family drama since they're the only ones not invited? I also got to meet you and Blanche as you entered the Chicago Theater for your Netflix special. And you shared my Instagram post of my fried shrimp tattoo based on your bit. Thanks for making me laugh all these years. Talos. Okay, and the shrimp is like this cool cartoony shrimp on like a green background and you... Post it. It's a cool shrimp. It's a cool shrimp. Very cool. It's a cool shrimp. It's a cool shrimp. Look, this guy probably isn't like pumped that you're a trans person. Uh, you also haven't heard from him or her. Yeah. If she, I'm sure you posted, I'm sure you're friends with her on Facebook. You seem to use Facebook. That's okay. You're from the Midwest. Uh, and I'm sure that you've posted that you're getting engaged. You know, has this person reached out? Has this uh, has Nancy given you any indication that she cares if you're part of her life? Moreover, she's like, oh, another one I won't be going to. And that sounds like she meant it like because my husband's controlling. You don't need the, as they say in Yiddish, surus, which is, as they say in Italian, like the agita, like, which is, as they say in English, like the uncomfort, the discomfort, the nervousness. You don't need that on your wedding day. Mm-mm. We get a lot of people that write in. They're like, should I invite this one loose cannon friend? What if they're weird? You don't need it. This person doesn't want to go to your wedding. This person probably doesn't believe in your right to exist. And even if they do, you got a weird vibe. And you could always be passive aggressive and chalk it up to like, oh, you said you didn't want to go, but you don't need to explain yourself. No. You didn't want you didn't want them there. And that's it. And you're going to get married and you're going to have your life. Maybe you guys will have kids. You will see how little these things matter. And six months from now, it won't have mattered. Even the good friends that are there, you probably won't even be friends with some of them. And but not even be friends, like you just don't see them as often. Like you're starting a life with someone. Don't invite them because they are probably not for you. And move on. This thing, this like stiff upper lip British thing where like we do it because it's the right thing. It's not going to be any family drama. And if you want to squash all of it, you can say, I mean, by the way, the guy may have never said anything that was weird or anti-trans, but he gives you a weird fucking vibe. And 10 people that act like him tend to not be pro all the things you're talking about. Then again, all the people that are pro things you're talking about, I always thought, wouldn't be anti-Semitic, but the world is showing us that people contain multitudes. But you've known this guy long enough to know that he gives you the creeps. You don't want him there. And you don't want to think about, is he going to get drunk and do do something weird? So don't do it. Life's too short. Nancy doesn't care about you. The only thing she'll care about is, honestly, if you don't invite her, she will have a nice, delicious little thing to be angry about. She can go, can you believe they didn't invite me? And really ride on that high for a while of righteous indignation. But don't invite her. And then you can see her like once every two years at a family event and she'll be tacky if she brings it up. And that's that. And if she says anything, be like, I'm sorry. I I don't know. We just, we invited the people that we thought would want to go. That's, you just have to, we have to all be okay with like from a, an integrity standpoint, making a choice, not out of anger. You're doing it out of self-preservation and out of evidence. It sucks to be judged for something you may or may not think, but you've known this guy long enough and he bothers you. And Nancy's not cool. So don't have him to your fucking wedding. They can eat their choice of chicken or fish at Shakey's. Does Shakey's have just fish? I hope it doesn't. They just started. They just added. I was at the meeting. They just added it to their <laughs> lunch menu. Oh, Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm a first-time question asker, huge fan, a weekly listener. Hoping to get your much-respected outsider's perspective on the absolute shit show of events my best friend has inflicted on herself lately. This whole post Boy. will make you mad because it is so insane, but please, I need help. Okay. My 29 female best friend, 28 female of 13 years recently broke up with her boyfriend of seven years. He was a decent guy, but a bit of an asshole. And I thought she would find better for herself as she is beautiful, responsible, and artistic. 
Weirdly, three days after the breakup, when she temporarily moved in with my mother, who was like family to her, she started panicking about her biological clock and hopped into dating mode. So when a guy messaged her on Facebook, she took it as a green light to message back and the rest is toxic history. First things seemed great. The guy was attractive, well-spoken, had a nice apartment, seemed okay. I thought worst case scenario would be a rebound and nothing more. Within weeks, they're exchanging I love yous. Shortly after, she suspected he was seeing other women and posted him on a, quote, are we dating the same guy page? Multiple girls weren't warned her of the enormous red flag that he is. She acted disgusted and made it known she was done with him. Then after one week apology, she continued to date him. I cannot even begin to list the things he has done, so I'll start with a few. Turns out he has no car, got fired from his job, is a raging alcoholic, has an STD, ditched her at a bar on her birthday to go to the strip club, but dialed me inside strip club from her phone that he, quote, accidentally took and was audibly trying to hook up with someone's wife. The list goes on, and after meeting him, he gave me an uneasy, bad vibe. She ignored it, and since they they irresponsibly never use protection, she got pregnant. When she told him she was pregnant, he made her come to his house to take a bunch of tests while he and his friends laughed in the next room. She miscarried the following week. Thank after her, God. Well, sorry, we all think it. Thank God. After Don't her miscarriage, her she found out about another girl who had gotten pregnant by him and had just had an abortion the same week. My friend confronted him about it and he, I cannot make this up, blacked his own eye right in front of her. What? All of her friends are so concerned. I've told her we will not support this relationship. We even got so far as to refer her to my therapist and call inpatient facilities on her behalf because I think she is going through a mental break. After so much drama and her friends telling her how absolutely not normal this guy is, she has moved in with him. They drink and party every night. She's totally changed in every way. Usually I would let someone like this, someone like this slip out of my life, but our relationship is much like a close sister bond. She has no yeah, family sure. and I'm scared for her. I don't want to keep ripping his character apart because it has started to create a me and him against the world mentality to her. I promised I would never be around him again. After telling him to his face, I see right through his bullshit on her birthday. But now with my 30th coming up on Thanksgiving Day, I want her to be there as it's a huge milestone. But I know she will want to bring him. I don't want to isolate her from her friends by making her choose. Do I tell her not to come at all or that he can't? She keeps hinting that she wants us to like him because things have been better. But I don't believe it. I just don't want to associate with behavior like this. It's absurd, heartbroken, because this friend was like a soulmate type of best friend. And now I feel I don't even know who she is, which adds to the fear of driving a wedge between us right now because I don't want to lose her for good. Yeah. I mean, my advice is not always like, Jeff, cut it off. I mean, this is your sister and you love her and you want to fight for her. First of all, she wants to bring him because now she's codependent. Mm Mm-hmm. I cringe. People are like, can I bring my husband? Like, it's three hours. Can you go do drugs after? And so, I'm sure you've told her how you feel. I'm wondering if it might have to be a tough love, like the way they have interventions with drug addicts. Because you don't, it's weird. You don't want to, I think that you have to talk about what makes you comfortable. And like your terms are, we can still be friends. I want to be there for you. I can't keep repeating myself and I can't put myself in a position to be around this person that I don't respect. First and foremost, you never need to be around him. And that needs to be made crystal clear. I have a friend whose boyfriend is not a bad person, but I know one or two things that makes me just like not really respect his character. And we were all somewhere the other night And I was like, why don't you guys go have dinner? She's like, oh, you don't want us to join you? And I was like, no. And I didn't say anything else about it. You don't have to explain yourself any further. She is desperately wanting you to like him so that she can prove to herself that she likes him because she has no self-esteem and she thinks it's the best she can do. And if you like him, then it can all be okay. You cannot ever give her that. And the least you can do is make sure that you're not around him. And I also doubt she's as much fun of a hang now that she's with him because you're seeing like a weird side of her. Noah, do you want to chime in on this? I mean, I'm probably going to give a pretty obvious answer, which is <laughs> you say <laughs> you're invited and he's not. If that means you don't want to come, then I'm sorry, but uh, it's your birthday. Don't, it's not fun if he's there. And uh, honestly, it sounds like you might just have to wait out this relationship to end before you have your friend back again. 
Uh, this guy sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seems pretty straight ahead to me. <laughs> it is straight ahead. We're saying that in this case, it's like this is like a sister to her. And I was just saying like the least you can do is make it clear that you never need to be around this guy. And you tell her you love her and you'd like to help her, but she's like obsessed with this guy who has done horrible things to her. How do you throw away your sister? Uh, you just got to wait it out. I mean, it's your birthday party. It's not like it's... Well, this question yeah, is... Well, so in the case of this birthday party, just definitely he's not invited. And uh, if she can come, that would be great. Uh, and if not, I mean, it sounds like she's already made it clear how she feels about the guy. So we shouldn't have to get into all that again. And then, yeah, in like eight years, uh, <laughs> when he goes to jail or <laughs> cheats on her or whatever, and she mo or moves on to somebody else, then she'll eventually get to be your friend again. Yeah, the kindest thing you can do is like tell her how you feel and be there for her when it all falls apart, if you want to, but you cannot bear witness to it. And that's what people do with interventions. They're like, I can't be a part of this. I want to get you help. This doesn't have to be a goodbye forever, but you can kind of just sit back, fade away, and you can be there for her to take her to the hospital when he eventually does something insane. I mean, the fact that he gave himself a black eye. This guy is so fucking unstable, and you're, it's, what's gross is how little, how low your friend's self-esteem is. You can only do so much. You can't let this consume you. Next question, but definitely not at your birthday, and she will reveal her character. I guarantee you, she shows up for a small amount of time and is weird. Mm -hmm. Or doesn't he's show up outside in the car or something, right? Or doesn't show up, or brings him. And anyway. I hope she doesn't show up with him. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to, you're gonna have a problem, and then you can just kind of end that friendship. But God, I don't know why girls do this, right? I mean, we definitely have a friend that has like a shitty wife, but we're like, all right, you can bring her. <laughs> you don't have to say hi to her. Anyways, kick it. Hey, Liza and Emily. Much love to the little tree frog, tiny snow peach, and baby raptors, Rizzoli Niles. Longtime listener, first time question asker. Eliza, I first want to thank you for your article in The Hollywood Reporter and for finding a platform for such an important perspective at a time when the Jewish voice is getting lost and purposefully misunderstood. My question is this. How do I attend this upcoming Thanksgiving dinner hosted by my cousin and her husband after we just had a blowout argument about Israel and I left in tears? The backstory. My cousin and I grew up like sisters. Let's call her Haley. Haley and I see each other weekly, are the best and closest of friends. We were raised Jewish, both had bat mitzvahs and attended Jewish camp and youth group together. I went on to study Hebrew in college and even lived in Israel for a time. Her husband, let's call him Dan, is someone I've been close to since I started dating in college two decades ago, and I love him like a brother. He is not Jewish, but he is a person of color and considers himself to be an atheist. They celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas with their kids. They are hosting Thanksgiving at their house this year with a bunch of our family and mutual friends. It's important to me that I'm able to go and be calm and be at peace with our first ever argument that literally let me on fire. The fight. This argument <laughs> literally lit you <laughs> on fire. On you probably fire can't right go now. to Thanksgiving because you're in the hospital. This argument started after Haley, Dan, and I were talking about the shocking rise in anti-Semitism across social media. Dan was saying he doesn't understand what we mean by this and that it hasn't been that bad. Internal eye roll. He went on to say that he feels as if he no longer supports Israel because of their indiscriminate targeting of civilians. He thinks that Israel should sit on its hands or only conduct a ground invasion because we know that Hamas holds civilians hostage. It's the only fair thing he to do. He should look up the definition of indiscriminate before he uses it. And wields it so irresponsibly, but go on. And now Israel is as much to blame as Moss, WTF. To this, I said, what the heck? One, we just watched what the indiscriminate— Wait, I don't—we—we— we, It's okay. Okay. We don't need to go back and forth with the points of the debate. Go on. So I asked him this, I did that, and I said, I think we can all say across the board that we wish that less civilians were affected— I asked him as someone whose family is Jewish and his anti-Semitism is boiling over across the world— does it really make sense to lend your voice to an anti-Israel movement at this moment? Could you not hold the two together, wishing there was a different military tactic, but also support and respect Israel? He said plenty of other things that were deeply unexamined, uninformed, and subconscious anti-Semitic trope fueled by propaganda. I said plenty of other things that reflect my hurt and pain and Zionism. To sum up, it was shocking to hear this face-to-face -face from this person I've known to be a Democrat, a progressive, and someone who has celebrated Jewish holidays with us for two decades. 
What was worse was how my cousin sat there and said nothing. At one point, she tried to voice that I was misunderstanding what he was saying. Is it possible that in my anger that I truly misunderstood what he said? I thought he made himself very clear. But I feel betrayed as she is a Jewish woman herself. Their children are Jewish. Her whole family is Jewish. I feel embarrassed that I cried. I feel upset that we haven't resolved this. I'm so angry that he said so many hurtful things that he doesn't have the context to understand. But now we have a holiday coming up in three weeks. What do I do? Clear the air beforehand or let it drift off into oblivion and pretend like it didn't happen for now? What's crazy is that our family is so Jewish and so Zionist and so pro-Palestine and pro-two-state solution. I can't imagine the topic won't come up at Thanksgiving. What's my tactic to not storm off in tears like a child? Thank you and love you both, Alyssa. Sounds like just regular Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just part of the deal and you just uh, you get into it. Uh, I mean, controlling your own emotions is uh, an important thing to be able to do. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, I'm not going to change anybody's opinion. Um, you know, you probably all misheard each other at various points because emotions are high. Um, and uh, yeah, if it helps to mention before and just say, hey, listen, we had a big blow up. I don't want to rehash any of it. I don't want to argue about any of it right now. I don't want to get into any of it. Let's literally not mention anything. But let's just have Thanksgiving and try our best to just have a nice time. Um, and it'll come up and you'll just kind of have to deal with it however it goes. You need to learn to control yourself. You need to learn to be as composed and as righteous as the other side. You see this a lot. It's weird because everything is so upside down now. But when you are liberal and you argue with conservatives, they stay very rational. Not while they're storming the Capitol, but it's always, I always notice that men are like, you got your facts wrong. Here's the truth. And I'm like, I want to speak with that sort of uninformed confidence. And I found that when I've posted things, people are very quick to be like, this was proven fake. And I've literally said, please show me where, please cite your source. And nobody can. So if you really want to have a conversation, there is the version where you sit down before and you're like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page because you're part of our family. You need to come from a place of I'm of making it very clear. Like, of course, I'm not for the murdering of anyone. But especially as a person of color, I would think you would want to hear me when I tell you that would be like me saying like we solved racism. Seems fine to me. I understand why people think anti-Semitism isn't a thing. I've gotten a lot of messages about that because when it's not directed at you, you feel like it's okay. He's probably not going to give you that inch. It'd be nice if he could. You need to get to a place where either you all agree to not discuss it, but moreover, you can never storm out. You can never cry. You can never get upset like that because nobody will take you seriously. So you need to recalibrate the position you're coming from, which is I am coming from an emotional one, a spiritual one, and one of being informed on this. And it's my job to tolerate you and explain to you calmly how ignorant you're being. You don't say that. It's in the way that you speak. When you get upset, then it's, then you lose. And I think, uh, figure out what your goal is for Thanksgiving. If your goal is to change his opinion, then that's a very... Don't go to Thanksgiving. Uh, but if your goal is to get through Thanksgiving and not have something get too crazy, then, you know, have your goal be to de-escalate rather than to escalate. And I think most people, you know, maybe you meet for coffee before and you'll be like, I just want to get to a place where we're friends again. We don't have to solve this. We are not in charge, even if we do solve it right here. No, we're not going to fix this. But like, I just want to make sure we're all understanding each other. Because that is hard to sit across from someone who is like, no, no one's hurting your people. I don't vibe with it. I don't care, but I'll celebrate your holidays. It's like when people, you know, I'm sure other minorities feel that way. Like, well, you eat our food, but you make fun of us. And as a Jew, you're like, so you live in our culture and you do our holidays, but you think it's cool that we're hate crimed at a higher rate than anyone else. Okay. I'm just saying it might be worth having it unless he's like, you're right. It got out of hand. I don't think he'll give you that. So you have to be okay with just staying calm and being there, but you should not have lost. You can't let that happen again. Hello, Eliza, Smokey, Husky, Emily, and all the various cute and cuddly accoutrements. Congrats on the new baby boy announcement. It only seemed like yesterday that we got the Sierra announcement. 
I'm emailing regarding your specialty best friend breakups. My best friend, we'll call her A, female 31, and I, female 33, have known each other 15 years and met each other in high school. We were really close for the first 12 years of this friendship, then the pandemic hit. A's job involves regularly answering calls regarding COVID practices, rules, regulations for our county. So when I began to get lectured for associating with people who are in my bubble, I found myself wanting to communicate less and less. Leading up to the pandemic, our hangout sessions had started becoming me sitting and listening and her talking slash proselytizing at me. One of the last phone calls we had about a year ago was her venting and unloading on me about how her parents told her she needed to snap out of it regarding what had grown to become pretty extreme paranoia and hypochondria that she had developed in the last three years. Her phone call ended quickly after I let her know that I agreed with her parents. I let her know I trusted the vaccines and I wasn't putting myself in any unnecessary harm. Because of this phone call, I found myself not wanting to take her calls or answer her texts because of the added anxiety of her judgment. Oh, yeah. As of late, it has dwindled to her sending a meme via Instagram or the occasional, hey, what's up, text or DM. And honestly, I can't bring myself to respond. I feel guilty, but have to tell myself that I need to protect my inner peace. I need to know how you both would let her know that I am not interested in continuing the relationship. I appreciate you, Eliza, bringing truth and actual information to my Instagram about world events. Don't worry, Emily. I love your cat posts and amazing movie advice and prop collection just as much. Thank you for all you both do to keep us sane in this weird, fucked up world. And then this listener did something a listener has never done before. Said, I'm available for a context phone call if needed and gave their phone number. We should do that, but not today. Also, what's funny is you've already taken the advice. You're like, I'm ready to not be friends with her. Now what? However, ironically, that's not my advice for you because I wonder, is this person different now? Maybe she heeded her parents' advice. Maybe she's like, you know, taken the blue pill, kind of gone back the other way and is a little bit more back to normal now. Are you so done with her that you don't even want to take that chance? Did you get the ick? Or does it sometimes involve seeing someone again to rekindle what you like about this person? My advice is give her another chance. One more. One more what? One more chance. chance. Oh, One more chance. <laughs> right? Don't you think? Oh, life's short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd probably just move on. Yeah, but it's not like she was like on a Facebook group and getting weird. Like this was her job. So there's a little bit of grace given for this girl to think about this all day, every day, lest someone gets sued. So she was really in the thick of it. Um, I think that it also made you realize that the best times with that friend like weren't that great anyway. Otherwise, you'd probably care a lot more about making it. It could be that, yeah. And it is. It, this is this happens in sexual relationships. Like maybe you just got the ick, or maybe she just wore out her welcome. I have this with a family member who, like, rekindled with a family member, and that family member was such a fucking pill that they were just like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is awful. Like, I'm good. So dig deep. Do you, is it because, did you get the ick from the COVID stuff and you were so tired of being ranted at? Which happens. Like, nobody wants to sign up for that. If she came to you tomorrow and she was like, I am, I'm done talking about COVID. Are you still too annoyed? Or would you want her back? Or have you gone long enough? Because it's been a year now. Yeah. Or you made the, she made the mistake if you went long enough without being her friend that you realized it doesn't really affect your life. Those are the soul-searching questions. I think it's, if it's bothering you, you ever want more try. And if it's not, keep on keeping on. Like all of us have someone who texts us occasionally like, what's up? And we go, nothing, haha. And they say, we should get together. And you say, uh-huh. Like everybody has those relationships. It's part of being alive. Kick <laughs> it. Cobb. It's a talk with a cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Do you want to start with top or bottom? I'm going to do my top. My top of the cob is a bad one and I'm not proud of it, but I don't care because you have to, you know, be rational with the world and what's going on. And, you know, I don't take out my anger on people, but this time I did. Uh, We were walking through a city, I can say which city, and we passed by a, uh, a clinic and there was a woman standing outside in a vest. So she was like a women's health clinic and she's there. She was like, it said like escort. She's there in case you're there to get an abortion. She's there to like escort you in. 
but standing across the sidewalk from her, like she's next to the building and this guy's on the curb, which is his right because it's a public space, was a pro-choice guy with signs up with pictures of babies that pro, said you don't have to do pro this. Choice. Sorry, my mistake. Pro-life guy. <laughs> I'm so ingrained to be pro-choice. I don't think about the other side. A pro-life guy with signs. And he was a young guy, which also creeped me out. He was like probably like 22. It's also like what... And he's got these signs up. Again, as an American, that's his right. And this had been a day of talking about Israel, Palestine, and feeling unsafe and just all the discussions and all this stuff. And realizing that I, unlike your friend, like I cannot rant at my husband or Hunter. You know, it's just, you gotta just sustain and maintain. So I see the woman, I see the guy. So I simply choose, I turn to the woman and I say, thank you for being here. And as I walked by, he said to me, God bless. (laughs) And that, because I know we're not talking about the same God and I don't believe in your God, I lost it on him. Like holding a sandwich bag, pregnant. I turned around and I said, you shouldn't be here. You are not welcome in these spaces. Your opinion does not fucking count. And then I called him a school shooter Uh, because he fit the bill. And both Hunter and my husband were like, you really need to enjoy your anger. And I was like, I don't care. That felt great. Because there's something very creepy. He's not even a woman. He's just a guy standing there like, here's what I think. Nobody fucking cares. So Press shout out. Of the cop? Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> that righteous indignation geared at the wrong person. It just felt good. Sweet release. All right, Emily, what's your top of the cup? My top of the cup is, I was trying to think. I was like, have I talked about this on here? I don't think so because it's like, it's kind of personal. But I was like, do you ever have that thing where you're like, oh no, my life is ending. This is the worst. Yeah. How am I going to handle yeah. everything? It's all falling apart. I'm going to do a murder. I don't know how I'm going to keep my anxiety. To, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you get your period. You're like, oh, thank God. Okay. That was um, accounting for about 50% of my feeling that this is it for me and I cannot maintain my life. <laughs> I feel that way about my career in general, but it is also annoying as a girl, when you do feel really bad and it boils over and then you get your period, you're like, oh, that's what yeah. that was. And every month you forget it. Not that we are not rational decision makers. It's more contained, like boiling anger toward yourself. I was just, it was a very internal, like, oh my God, I can't do this. I have to go to work every day. I have to do this every day. There's no point in any of it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Hopefully this feeling will change in a couple more days. And I don't actually feel this despondent. Sweet release. Yeah. Fan top of the cob. I wanted to submit for top of the cob this week. My friends and I bought our tickets for Liza's show in DC when they first dropped and we've been waiting for months. Meanwhile, my husband and I have been doing IVF in order to grow our family. When I got the calendar for this cycle, I immediately saw my egg retrieval. Overall, a minor outpatient procedure, but they still put you under would be between today, Friday the 3rd and Tuesday. And Eliza's show is tomorrow. I have an um, top of the cob. I have an amazing friend who was making plans with me to ensure I got to go even if I had surgery that morning. And I had a very successful retrieval today, so we don't have to worry about it. Tammy in the D.C. metro region. Yay. Well, the show was great, so I'm glad you were there. Yeah. And that baby got to go to the Those eggs got to go to the show. My bottom of the cob is when I order a tasty coffee drink but the caffeine is so strong that like halfway through, you're like, this feels great. And then you like, don't really want the rest of it, but it's a tasty coffee drink and you find yourself sipping more. Plus as a pregnant woman, I only get a little bit, so I don't want to waste it. And it was like such a rocket fuel coffee. So my bottom of the cob is having delicious seasonal coffee drink left over and I just can't drink it. Yeah. Leaving over, leaving coffee on the table. It's my real low lift bottom of the cob and light of what's going on in the world. It's going to make it a low lift one, not a political <laughs> one. My bottom of the cob is when you have so many things you need to get done with all kind of like shifting due dates, like so many things that you just know you need to work on. So you don't work on any of them. So then you feel worse because if you just started on one of them, you could get something done. But instead you're sitting there like, what do I do? What am I going to do? It's paralyzing. It's such a paralyzing feeling. And you're just like, yeah. I know I'm wasting time. Why am I not doing anything? Existential dread, procrastination, and your period. Yeah. That'll do it. It's a deadly combo. Yeah. So I'm doing great this week. <laughs> the fan bottom of the gob. 
My bottom of the cob is that I got a notification on my phone from Netflix saying, quote, no hard feelings is now on Netflix. And I got very confused yet excited because I hadn't seen Eliza promote a new special. Then I clicked on it and got sad when I realized it wasn't a surprise special drop from Eliza. It was just the new Jennifer Lawrence movie with the same title. Oh, no, it's not. My feelings are very hard. Mine right, is the hard feelings tour. the hard feelings tour. <laughs> She's like, no hard feelings didn't mean it. I'm like, oh, I fucking meant it. <gasps> Speaking of no hard feelings, I will be in San Jose and I will be returning to San Jose and returning to the Silver Legacy Casino right there in Reno. I love going to Reno this time of year because they have cute little craft fairs, or at least they did last time. And it's going to be great. And then we're coming to you, Seattle, for two shows and to you, Portland, Oregon, for two shows. Tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. And you can always get, uh, you can add a VIP pass to it and you can meet me after. That's right, folks. I don't do it out of the kindness of my heart. You are purchasing that meet and greet. I think people think it's like part of the ticket. Nope, part of the ticket you pay for. We love having you guys there. We love how many of you are top of the cop fans. We're working to make this podcast bigger and better all the time. Please leave us a review. Write to your local senator. Say that this should be an integral part of curriculum. And I think the theme of today is actually really only knowing that you could control yourself and you can't control the people around you. That goes for Thanksgivings. That goes for the way you want to feel at your birthday. That goes for dealing with old weird friends. Life really is too short. If we're, if I've learned anything, if I've truly felt anything these past few weeks, it's you got to you gotta go for what makes you happy in the shortest amount of time because there's too much bullshit out there. So don't let other people control your environment. And remember that this was the end of the show. <laughs> You're going to try to do your thing. Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside. With a warm drink or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza.